0: Employee wellness, take two, location, time, and the almighty dollar. So, although most people didn't like the isolation of 2020, there was a surge in workers who had a major paradigm shift on how they spent their time. So they figured out that remote working contributed to their productivity, and here's why. No more two to three hour commutes, less distractions in the office, a decrease in pointless long meetings, and on top of all that, they saved money on gas, eating out, buying and dry-cleaning professional work attire, and overpriced city parking spots. But the commutes seem to be the biggest gain for the most part of the Monday through Friday 8 to 5-ers. Not commuting has the added benefit of a little pay raise by simply saving between, and get this, $4,000 to $7,000 a year on fuel. That's a significant pay raise, not to mention more time with the family, friends, adopting new habits, or even picking up old ones that they didn't have time for anymore. One survey in 2021 reported nearly 65% of employees want to continue work to work remotely. 33% are leaning toward the hybrid option, And only 2% want to return to the office. But here is a major labor force issue. 35% of workers said they would switch jobs if they were forced back to the office full time. I spoke with an HR professional at a major hospital in my area. And they recently told a group of non-customer facing employees that they would have to come back to the office full time within the next couple of weeks. The entire group band together and said that they would walk out if the hospital forced the issue. Walk out. So what can employers do to create a cohesiveness and continue productivity and then promote this wellness that employees obviously want in their remote hybrid world? So here's just a few. Obviously, there's more. But here's a few ideas. So keep in mind that... People are not work machines. Offer grace to yourself and to your employees, and to yourself, I mean, as employers. This is not about accepting mediocrity at all. It's about patience, prioritizing, and managing the expectations. We can talk a little more about that in the next article. But next is let go of how you've always done it. As things continue to change, so do the expectations. If you walked into a company with fresh ideas that could make it even better and the company replied with, this is the way we've always done it and this is the way we're going to continue to do it, would you walk out? Of course you would. People value flexibility now more than ever. Many employees report they would accept less pay for more flexible hours. So just because that's the way you've always done it, doesn't mean that's how it needs to be done in the future. So be creative. Next, meaningful meetings. Oh boy, this is a big one. Just because everyone has Zoom or Teams doesn't mean the all-meetings, all-day tradition should carry over to the remote hybrid workplace. This is the time to rethink your company philosophy on meetings, encourage supervisors to create meeting intentions, develop concise agendas, and try to stick to a 30-minute timeline if that's possible. And lastly, healthy habits. You know, if you've listened to me before, you know I love to talk about habits. This is your opportunity to lift the hood on the employee handbook and give it a tune-up. Great opportunities to encourage friendly health, competitions, and team building remotely. They can track how many steps or miles each team gets a week and have a prize. There are plenty of fun, easy ways to build team camaraderie and promote physical health even remotely. If you have read my other articles, physical well-being is a key to mental health, professional productivity, and happiness. So, good luck. Thanks for joining me.